Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast here after a defeat to Tottenham Hotspur, perhaps predicted but disappointing nonetheless and our own Gary Foster is here with us Gary been a while since you've been in I think yeah a couple of weeks I think a couple of weeks a couple of weeks a couple of months to be be fair I just go to autopilot I think I say that every single guest (laughs) I have it's just like an icebreaker isn't it I can't think of anything else to say I used to script these things I don't bother anymore Richard Manea from the Sun and Echo is here as well particularly glad to have you Richard because you were at the game so you'll be able to talk us over the, uh, the horror show that, <laughs> that came our way. I mean, we're not going to beat about the bush. We might as well start straight away and speak about when Sam changed his system because I don't know what you guys think. You're pro- probably on the same wavelength as me because it seems every Sunderland fan is and every, every journalist is that we weren't chasing the game. Was it necessary to make that change, to change the entire system? Anybody? Not at all for me. I mean, if, if you can take Graham off, then I, I would have, you know, it's sort of Barini or what more on the bench. So he could easily have brought one of those two on and kept the same shape. As you said, they weren't they weren't chasing the game. They were relatively comfortable. Obviously, you know, Spurs were like sort of better than the first half. Um, decent goal from Patrick Van Arnold. But um, but yeah, it was just maybe him trying to be a bit too too clever. Maybe mm. that's been um, labelled at the time before, uh, Gary. That sometimes he can be too clever for his own good. It, it seemed like for as much as Spurs had the ball and the goal we conceded was disappointing. They weren't really getting in behind us. Whether it might have been a long last half an hour or so hanging on but you did sense that they were capable of it Yeah, I, I don't know whether you tried to preempt things with that long last half an hour and maybe worried about the amount of energy they still had left in their legs but uh, for me uh, just as Richard said really didn't look like it needed that kind of formation change and he had options on the bench that could have come on and, and kept the same formation where we looked fairly comfortable mm. Because Catamore went off didn't he um, and I'll be honest, we, we were watching the game, um, myself, Craig Clark and Gareth were, were sitting watching the game and we were saying that Catamore was playing so poorly that we, <coughs> we we actually said he should get him off here in case he gets a second yellow card. Mm-hmm. Now, that isn't something you always think. I think uh, I was reading something, James Hunter from the Chronicle had tweeted saying that uh, in his previous five yellow card, um, cards he hadn't been substituted. So, But I think in, taking this in isolation, he was that much off the pace, you could see that happening. However... Like you say, just change it like for like. Perhaps that was a, that was a thing. He, it's as if he doesn't trust the players he's coming on to sort of maintain that formation. Yeah, I mean, talking about Catamol, he, he it was a stupid foul. You know, it didn't really need to make it, but he did, and then he gets booted. And then you worry is, I know, like you said, James said he he hasn't been taken off too much, and he hasn't he's, he hasn't been sent off either. But it diminishes what he diminishes his game that mm. much because he. Can't put a tattle in every now and then. He's, he's got to be careful of what tattles he makes. He's got to hold back within himself because he can't risk another one. And I think we all saw his frustration when he got 
took off. Or he, he seemed really out. So you mm. still see them when he took them off, and it's never good. To have, while you want them fired up, you don't want an angry Lee Catmull because that's <laughs> a, that's the Lee Catmull that goes and does something stupid and, and gets himself into trouble. I think but, he was still reeling from from the goal just before half time. Like it was such a. Mm. I mean, I know it bounced in front of him, but you know you would expect it to, to clear yeah, that, it was wouldn't quite you? Quite a top spin on the ball, wasn't yeah, it? But yeah. it, even so, you would. Yeah, his composure went out yeah. the window almost, didn't it? and that was disappointing because we we've, yeah. we've seen this before from Sunderland. We've seen even though we managed to get the win against Swansea, they you know we we saw them scoring straight after the red card in this case, wasn't it? And not long after the goal, and it's disappointing now because these are key times as a footballer that you would think you would say, right, okay, let's just regroup and don't concede for five minutes or so. Yeah. I think Sam made the point, didn't he, that there's enough experience in that starting eleven, you know, the likes of O'Shea and Brown at the back and cutting them all in front of them and stuff that it was just such a soft goal to give away. I mean, mm. I thought Pickford did quite well to block. I think it was Harry Kane's shot, wasn't it? Yeah. And then um, naturally, Sam doesn't think that the change in system uh, was down to the collapse. When the third one went in, it was really game over, I suppose. And our lads, in their wisdom, decided to go and open themselves right up and say, well, we've got to go and try and score two. You don't do football at Premier League level like that. You don't use those tactics because all that does is allow the opposition more room to score. And obviously Jan, who came on, gave a very, very soft penalty away and and uh, they're soft goals. I think the third one and the first one and, and certainly the last one with the penalty, we could have done better. Yeah, more on Jan in a minute. Um, <laughs> but um, what do we think of that? No, sort of not taking any responsibility for the formation change. Others don't say it like that. Well, he's not the first manager, and I don't think he'll be the last manager not to hold his hands up and no. say I got it wrong. However, we we go back to his first game, I think it was it was West Brom away, wasn't it, when we lost. Um, we didn't play great. Uh, the goal was kind of disputed, wasn't it, when uh, Pantelimon went to catch the ball, he got fouled. But he immediately took the pressure off his players, that didn't he? He, says he didn't say anything about how poor the performance was he says oh you know we would have got a point if it wasn't for the referee and we commented early on that he was taking the pressure off the players he isn't doing that at the moment is he no but I'd no, I'm not saying I'm not saying he's inclined to no or, but or, or, I, I think that's like start of his tenure he's, he's trying to pick the lads up he's trying to give them mm. a boost and, and stuff like that and trying to show them look if, if you stick by me I'll stick by you but you know honeymoon period's over you don't mm. get that long in the, in the job these days as a Premier League manager so the honeymoon tends to be a short one and he's coming out and he's blasting his players, rightly so to a certain extent, because they're the ones that didn't do the jobs. But I think he should have held his hands up mm. and said, look, that didn't work. But like I say he's not the first, and he certainly won't be the last. I don't think, I don't so think Hosey ever admitted getting anything <laughs> wrong, did he? Is he, is he? is he so desperate to get it straight at the back, do we think? Do we think because we know we looked at that before and it did look like it was working? He's brought mm. another centre half in. He's perhaps going to bring another centre half in. It's as if he's too eager to get it almost. Maybe, yeah. I mean, uh, we, I was surprised that he didn't bring on Quatnes ahead of. Well, that's that's the thing. Kirchhoff. That's very interesting, isn't it? Because we that's relevant because it's all we're talking about. Jan uh, Kirchhoff, and we, we, we Kirchhoff, and we can't really get away from it. Uh, speaking about him, we're going to hear from Sam on him um, specifically just now, but. It says something that he's went for. He's went from ahead of Quatnes, yeah. which implies that he likes what he's he's seen in training. Yeah, for example. So yeah. that that almost suggests everybody should be giving this lad the benefit of the doubt a little bit. Yeah, no, that's a fair point, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously Quatnes has, has made some errors this season, but yeah, you know, I guess he's more up to speed, isn't he, with the the Premier League and with the game still at one all. I would have probably brought on Quatnes if he was determined to go through mm. the back. That's interesting, guy, isn't it? Because. Like we say, I mean, he must. It almost does imply that they've been working on it in training. Yeah. And he and he's fitted in. 
because everybody's saying, oh, you're throwing a new lad on into a back three, a weird Spurs, but I'm sure with Sam knows this himself, quite as a player in the back three before, so there must be a reason he went for that choice. Yeah. Reading but, between the lines, Yeah, I mean, we don't, know, we don't know what Sam saw in training. Maybe did, Kirchhoff did really well. Maybe Quartes had a mare in training. I couldn't possibly see it. Well, but, he wouldn't be surprised, would you? No, but <laughs> I think this three at the back, I think he sees the three at the back as a necessity for the way he wants to play further up the field. And I think that's down to maybe not a lack of options, but a lack of what he sees as quality. And he's determined to put this three at the back in place so it gives him you know, options elsewhere further up the field. I'm not particularly a fan of it, but... Because Defoe had little support, didn't he? Yeah. On Saturday, he was so isolated. He fading on scraps, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I- Which, yeah, and, and it would have made sense had had the game been at two one. We were losing two one. He thought, okay, we need to get more support. Mm. But yeah, I thought yeah. you, you did always sense that you know, okay, we'll keep it tight. The more the game uh, goes on, the more they'll throw at us. Might leave gaps. Anyway, we'll hear from Sam now. Then on Kershaw. Learn from your mistake. You've you've come at this level. It's the first time you're here. Uh, they all think it's going to be easier than it is uh, they always have uh, even when they've had as good a pedigree as, as Jan's got but he'll need to get to the level and the pace of this game as quickly as he can we hope he can do that and make a contribution but today was certainly you know, a disappointment for him and for us on, on the penalty he gave away Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Baptism of fire then. <laughs> Just a little. <laughs> <laughs> we, we want this now to be sort of condemned to the to the stories you're going to laugh about in years' time when he's a club legend <laughs> and we all say, oh, can you remember his debut? I think Mick McCarthy had a had a debut for Millwall where he scored no goal and hit the crossbar and, and had an absolute man. He went on to be player manager, so you never know. But it, it is important, isn't it, with such a big game coming up, Gary, that we the fans are patient. And if, if he does play a part on Saturday, not to sort of groan and, and everybody yeah. put their hands in their head. Good, should, good, should, good, should, good luck with that one. Should he miss players <laughs> a pass or something? But it's important, isn't it? But it does, it does question the, the signing um, per se, doesn't it? Because it's January, so you need somebody to come in who can hit the ground running? Mm. Would that be fair? Yeah, but then again, if if players are in the team at, at their own club, how much are they going to cost, and are they available, and do they want to come for a relegation scrap? I mean, we had one—I can't remember the, the lad's name off the top of my head—but the French fullback, I think, it was or a fullback player in France who just didn't fancy 
just didn't fancy a, a relegation scrapping. That that's no good to us. Um, that's where we are. Yeah. No, no, no. This season, this this win, no, the guy. I think it was oh. from Lorient as well. All oh, right, okay. Um, yeah, you turned around. Oh, okay, yeah. yes, yeah. got you. The I'm right not, back. The yeah. right back. I thought, so, you, I thought you were reminiscing. Yeah, no. <laughs> yes, at least yeah. all those wonderful <laughs> memories. Uh, but I, I think, like, I think we talked about it before the, the show started. Like, um, we've had plenty of ones down the years where um, you know the likes of Stan Vargo who, who made his uh, debut in a red and white shirt and. Those old men were tears in their eyes, thinking it was the second coming of Charlie <laughs> Hurley, and then that shortly changed. Very Possibly the most famous debut that, that ever yeah. for Sunderland, I think. Uh, unbelievable it? debut, and then mm. obviously uh, didn't do anything after that, really. So maybe, hopefully, this is polar opposites. Maybe <laughs> Jan's had absolute stinker, and he's, he can only get better from now. Do we think this corner sign is back on, Richard? From from what you're hearing? Yeah, it certainly sounds that way. It's probably going to be a loan, I think, rather than a, a permanent uh, deal. Obviously. They've obviously bid, uh, well, we think around £10 million for Andre Ayew as well, so I guess the, the £5 million from the corner deal would, would go towards that, I guess there's a little cash swimming around the club. Well, um, has this been, how's this been financed suddenly? Do we think Jack, something might be agreed for Jack Arini that could be part of it? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know, possibly, yeah. yeah. Um, but the Ayew one's caught, caught everybody by surprise, hasn't it? Just a little bit, hasn't it? I mean, if, if you had that sort of money to reinvest, what, what position would you be looking at? Because... You, you look Donny and you look and you say, okay, that you have what more on Barini. And yes, you know they're not scoring every week, but you do feel that if we had a creative player who could get the ball to those players, two to four, then that would be more beneficial. So perhaps a centre midfielder for, for that kind of money. Not that I'm complaining because I he was a very very good standard of a player. Yeah, I mean, player, I, so. I, my personal choice would be a, a midfield a midfield player maker who can, who can thread the ball through, like Shelby. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. I mean, mm. I think. He proved he proved the point exactly at the weekend, didn't he? You know, he just he there's he just put the ammunition in the gun for them to pull the trigger, and <laughs> you know how it paid off. But um, you know, I just think like unless he knows that somebody's on the way out, unless he knows that that somebody's definitely going, it seems a bit of a there's no smoke one. without fire. You would think in this instance because it would caught everybody by surprise, but there must be something in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he has the same agent as as Coney as well. Mm. Um, William McKay, so I think Mark. Yeah, I heard that. So that's. Yeah. So you, that's know, you almost wonder if that's why Cornell hasn't signed yet. He's waiting to see if his mate signed us. <laughs> that's the impression you get, it, isn't it? It's just it's a strange one, isn't it? Because we've got the guy from Transbunspur, and then, you know, you've got Graham, alright, not the best options, but you've got Barini, you've got Fletcher, you've got Defoe, you've got uh, Watmore, and you're just thinking. If you're playing the system you're playing, which has been by and large one up front, how many options do you need on the bench? So I would definitely want the three at the back because he's got to use these players. And if that's the case, then why bring another one in? Um, like I say, I, I personally don't get me wrong. If he comes, mm. great, fantastic. I, but I, I really is, think it's it, 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 I, I think he's got to get the defence right. First and mm, foremost, yeah. and I think if he brings in, I mean, I've never seen Kone play. Obviously, in the January, it's all a bit of a gamble, isn't it? But if he can come in and you know be the defender that he hopes he can be, then then I think A would be a great sign if they get both in. Defenders, I guess, are what most people would go for, but we still think he's going to do work there. Some of these yeah. links to dear Richard in the echo and stuff. Do you, do you know any anything about these players and whether there's much substance in them? No, I brought the guy's name with me because I knew I'd forget it. Um, <laughs> there was a Marseille midfield, wasn't it? Alexis yes. Romeo, I think. I mean, he's he's obviously playing in France. I mean, he's 32. 
It's a strange one it's again. A strange one. He's, he's got a two-year offer, I think, from Marseille to mm. stay. There's and a club in Saudi Arabia chasing him. Is he defensive midfielder as well? I think do so. Yeah, we, centre I mean, midfielder. Yeah. Oh, centre. Right. Central, I, I, I'm, I'm I read sure. that he was defensive. I thought, do we really need another defensive midfielder? Yeah. I think. I mean, there's there's could, there could be an argument that Catamol and, and and Villa have, have looked tired recently, and if, if that's the way he wants to play, if he if he wants to play those two. Defensive hall midfielders, so he can't play this sort of four-two-three-one. Because generally, when you play that formation, you do need defensive midfielders. Yeah. It doesn't work if you don't play that. Look at Roy Hodgson trying to play for England in the World Cup with Gerard and Henderson was just but, ridiculous, yeah, really. But the th- thing is, he's got two defensive midfielders. Yeah, but, there. You, like, but he doesn't. He doesn't trust Rodwell to come in to replace one. Obviously, well, I think that was evident with the formation change yeah. at the weekend. Yeah. So Gomez hasn't in, been on the bench the so, last three yeah, games. Yeah, so, I, I, so. I, guess, I guess I guess if it's if it's a, if it's a, if it could be a low risk sign in that way. Yeah. If he thinks I mean, he's going to get him for cheap enough, and yeah, he, he might not be on great wages. Courses, isn't it? And Sam probably doesn't maybe doesn't think he needs one and he can get by without one. He's got to cut his cloth because he, there's not there's not any amount of money there. Is there? It's not endless pockets. So he's, he's got to look for what he can get in and 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 do the best he can. But I just. I hit the heart one about, but I don't think we've ever replaced Malbrank. I don't think we've ever replaced Sessignon. Henderson. Henderson is the type of player that you just give the ball to and they thread it through Mm. for the forward. And we haven't had that for God knows how many seasons. They bought Gomez thinking he was going to be that player. He hasn't been. And that I think that's I think Richard's right. The defence needs sorting out first and foremost. But if you could get one of those in, I I think you should snap their hands off. Could it be a could it be a suggestion that something might be getting done for Jermaine Lentz in the transfer window if he's looking at IU too? Because mm. I'm, just, I'm just trying to... I'm sort of scratching my head yeah. and I'm, I'm trying to think of... Yeah. Because you see everybody's looking and saying, OK, defence, then you'd want a certain midfielder. Now, I know that you're sort of damned if you do and you're damned if you don't because, say, Aston Villa or Newcastle went out and paid 10 million quid for IU, no doubt Sunderland fans would be saying, well, why didn't we go in for him if he's available? Wouldn't that? that that's yeah, the reality yeah, yeah. of it. Yeah. So... I guess you've got to put your trust in them, but I'm just trying to look for the logic in it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like you see, he obviously knows what's going yeah. on. We don't, we, mm. we sort of second guessing and, and, you know, trying to put two and two together. If he knows what's going out, um, and obviously he knows what's covered in, so maybe that's why I, at this moment we it just came a bit out of the blue, I think, for everybody. and. Um, more surprised that someone mm. went in for him, and also surprised by the fire sale that seems to be going on down in Wales. Yeah. Well, they just appointed so, the new manager tonight as well, haven't they? Yes, yeah. so something like that. What's strange about that? that I mean, to go off on a tangent like we always do, um, the new manager they've brought in has been working as an advisor for uh, Watford, amongst other clubs, and you just wonder, well. If he was advising them on who to appoint manager, why didn't he suggest himself? <laughs> <laughs> if he was yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's what crossed my mind, but I'm not going to pretend to know anything about him, but something's not right there. Which I, did, I did catch, just did, again, spinning up or saying, I did uh, catch our, uh, our good old friend uh, on Sky today, old Roberto, mm. advising people who to buy, and I thought, really? He's still getting paid money for that? Defendi? <laughs> yeah. Was he? Yeah. Who's he doing? Who's he? Maybe, I think it was him that mentioned that. Uh, he was he in the studio, was yeah. he? Yeah. Oh, God. And I was just like. <laughs> he gets himself really? some good like, gigs, him, doesn't he? I was like, really? Yeah. Have you seen yeah. the record he's got? You're still asking him advice? <laughs> bizarre. It is certainly bizarre. Back to the game, though, um, against Spurs. Richard, do we think that we have to take this game in isolation? See, this is, this is a game none of us expected to win, realistically. Um, 
we, we looked like we had a settled team going in place, didn't we? Like the, the team you picked against Swansea was probably the one everybody would have picked if they had a choice. Yeah. Changed the goalkeeper, which we'll, we'll mention him a, a yeah. little bit more in detail soon as well. Is it a case of just continuing on and trying to put that at one side, or does, does the manner in which we collapsed play some significance, do you think? It's probably happened a few too many times this season for it to be a, a major surprise to him, so I don't think so. I mean, obviously, you know, they've won two out of three, haven't they, if you look at it that way, against the relegation rivals as well. If, big if, they can get another result against Bournemouth on Saturday, then that's three wins out of four, and it's like one of the four teams in the Premier League. It's funny how we can sort of swing from week to week, mm. doesn't it? It makes it harder when other teams win, Gary, doesn't it? We say this all the time because, like, like Richard says, you, you looked at those three games of Villa at home, Swansea away, Spurs away. Now, if somebody said to you, you, would you take six points, you would have said yes, wouldn't you? Let's be realistic. Yeah, 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 yeah suddenly we've, we've found ourselves further behind because yeah. sides like Bournemouth keep winning. I know they're playing Norwich, so one of those teams you, you might have had to win that game, like would have won that game anyway. Yeah, a draw would have been ideal. The thing is, well, if you, if you look at the game... In isolation, you know, you, you look at the bigger picture and you see so many wins out of so many and so many points. And yeah, that's fair enough. You look at the game in isolation. Um, you know, we get the goal and we think, "Hang on here a minute, <laughs> this is not in the script." And then all of a sudden they they get one back, and and then you're thinking, "Well, we're still doing all right, not brilliant, but we're doing all right." And then all of a sudden there's this massive collapse again. I think that's. What really sort of his biggest worry one gets of it. people, not, it's, you know, it's not learning from the mistakes. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It, it, hopefully they just it's as if they're going this good run of form, and a lot of managers say it when they come, don't they? they when they concentrate, it's like a broken record. Are going back off this? But you see, when you concentrate, give a hundred percent for ninety minutes, they seem to do all right. It's when they start getting ahead of themselves a little bit, and, and the wheels start coming off, and they realise they're not that great in the context <laughs> of uh, Premier League football team. Yeah, I think it, it stems from the, the passing as well and they lose the ball too often and, and I think that damages the slight confidence they've got. You know, you get, you get a boost off the Swansea result and then you go to Tottenham and then you keep giving it away and then you're doing all right and you, you're up a bit and then they peg you back and then you get a good hiding at the end of it and it knocks the confidence again and... It just we play in fits and spells every now and again with a tiny bit of confidence, but the confidence is so fragile. It just takes one little thing, and the, it's not like the heads drop, but it's just like they seem to lose belief in what they're actually doing and what what they've actually been asked to do in, in, in their own ability. And it's just you can sort of sense it from off the field. Look it on, you just think like oh they've gone a little mm. bit here. And, and that's the biggest worry, you know. It, you tend to think if it's like this ridiculous thing to say, but once you get one goal, you keep thinking, oh, if we can get another two or three, I might feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. I might be able to relax and enjoy this game. <laughs> well, it just never seems to happen. I mean, hopefully they, they dealt with some demons midweek when they came from behind a beat Swans because it's the first time in a long time that they've done that. Yeah. So you'd hope that metal block isn't there anymore as well. That's got to be significant as well going into the end of the season, doesn't it? Every little yeah. helps. Clutching yeah, straws, it does. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was a massive win, wasn't it? They had to mm. beat Swansea, and they did. Yeah, and and I think, like you said before the game, Spurs is not one you put down as a and a weird banker, is it? And it's the teams like Bournemouth, it's the teams like Swansea, it's the teams like Villa. They're the ones you need to beat, really, realistically. Anything else you get against the other bigger teams, then that's a bonus. But you, it's the bread and butter stuff, really, isn't it? You've got to beat the lower mm. teams and the teams in and around you. They're the ones you've got to um, get the wins against if you're going to steal. Absolutely. Some positive individual performances to speak about. Them. Patrick Van Arnold, after being berated for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, finally, he looks like the player we, I'm not going to say 
we all hoped he would be because we saw glimpses of it last season. But he certainly starting to come into good form at the right time, particularly when the jan- the transfer windows open, <laughs> <laughs> and you almost think you don't need a left back yes. anymore. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, defensively he's still got a lot of work to do, hasn't he? Positionally wise and stuff. But I mean, his pace is a massive asset because there's only really Lens who's got much pace in the team, isn't there? And his finish was was decent as well at the near post, two goals in two games, wasn't it? So. Um, so yeah, as you say, you know he's, he's turned. You know, I guess fair credit too for turning the season around because a lot of players could have just, you know, imploded on themselves. A much the needed, much needed guy because we're seeing it's the same characters time and time again who's standing up to be counted, and it's about time some other people came to the front. Yeah, I, and I think me personally, I think not the last time I was on the show, but a couple of times before, I said take him out of the firing line, give the kid a break, but. Be fair to him. I'll hold my hands up. Like Richard says, he still needs to work on defensive side of things, but he has, by and large, improved a great deal. And that's all credit to him. He's he's stuck it out. He's kept grafting away, and and certainly going forward, he's, mm. he looks a threat again, which is good news. What about the other fullback side, Billy John? I watched it on the telly, Richard. You were there. He looked like he struggled to me again. Yeah, um, and yeah, one that kind he's... of he polarises opinions again, Billy Jones, which is strange because he's actually quite. Average six out of ten players. I was just about to say, yeah, 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 he's, yeah. He strikes me as just very average every game. Mm. Like he doesn't seem, you know, he doesn't make that many cock ups unless he goes into the back three. Because there, were, there, were, there yeah. were questions over when, when we were getting linked with these right backs and this right mm. back from Lauren turned us down, and yeah. people were saying, well, you know, it should be a left back we're going for. But I mm. guess when you compare p- potentials, Van Arnold looks like he's got a little bit more on the locker, so you can kind yeah. of understand. He has more of the teams yeah. in terms he, of pace and goals when he's playing well. Yeah, so you can yeah. kind of understand where Sam's coming from. We're yeah. looking for a right back. Yeah, but we've got uh, we've got three, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, but uh, and, the, and, and, none of them must be. Yeah, to so it, like, yeah. And we've, we've we've paid money for the kid from Celtic who got injured at miles Exeter, away, but was miles away. Apparently. Well, he was miles away against Exeter for me. Yeah. Honestly, I, I I know he got injured, but. I thought he was having a mare before before he got injured against Exeter. And I He's surprised if you ever seen him play again. Yeah, and and then obviously we got um, Yedlin yeah. on loan, and you're thinking, right, he's quick, he can go forward, he can he can do what Van Arnold does. I don't mind Yedlin, but, 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 but he hasn't delivered as much going forward, has he? he, mm. he he's Flats he promises, yeah, he promises, he, he gets to the, in the right areas, and then the ball's just lacking, and or it gets to the right area and he turns back on himself and doesn't have the conviction to really mm. go at his man and so I can understand where he's coming from the two full backs but I think I think centre off where we really we really struggled all season. Um just lack of pace. Two great old heads mm. but like like we saw when we gave the ball away on Saturday, like, you know, they're breaking forward in fours and fives and we just like two mm. or three who we've left out, like left further back. Because you two centre offs are not getting back for a good long while yet. There was one, uh, you know. Sorry, guy. There was one break when I think Johnson was almost clean in, but he just there was no pace at all, and, mm. and the move just broke down. And yeah. Tottenham just regrouped, and that was it. Yeah, end of the move, and it happens again and again, doesn't it? Yeah, like a peer, it, it, I don't think there can be many teams in the Premier League that's lacked pace as much as Sunderland have over the last few seasons, like throughout it's, the it's, side. We've got like it seems. To- Taken a while for them to click on, and that's that's like, the modern game it, at the but moment. But it, do you not know think it, it's like ever since the Premier League started, whichever way you play, whichever f- formation you play, by and large it's been big, strong lads in the middle mm. of the park, but real pace throughout your side, right, the last, right throughout the, the span the last, of your the side. The last few that. years, it's certainly and evolved into that. Hasn't well, it? even like even go back as far as Thierry Henry and Will mm. Todd and Perez, they weren't no slouches go forward, mm. and you you think like you know. 
it's been that since time and memoriam since the since the Premier League started, and yet we've had these four or five seasons where we've had managers come in. We've just thought like we'll we'll try and play football, or we play it this way, or we play it that way, and give no sort of credence to use and pace whatsoever. Made a massive miss. I think it still is. I think Richard said broke forward on Saturday. At Johnson. Not Johnson's fault, mm. he hasn't got the legs, no. he hasn't got the legs, and he, he just couldn't get away from his and the whole yeah. move just went to bits where some, uh, anybody with pace would have really, mm. should have really punished Tottenham. I, I certainly think the Johnson inclusions worked um, with him going back out wide and Lens coming in because there was almost this massive impetus on him to perform just behind the strikers and people were comparing it to the role Stuart down and played for West Ham last season, of course, which Sam Allardyce was the first manager I know of who, who put down in that position. Mm. And on paper, you would look, wouldn't you, and make a comparison, say Johnson would be a logical choice to, to come in and play in that position. But I think playing out wide, where he's a little bit more natural, he's, he's also roaming in. And you saw the goal he set up for the four at Swansea and also the ball he put through for Van Arnold is when he comes... Comes inside, it's just more natural for him to come in, isn't it? Yeah, he, he tracked back, well, he, he tracked back a couple of times on Saturday, made a couple of good tackles as well. So fair play from there. But I just think it doesn't. I, I hear criticised him, but I'm going to have to because I don't think he's got the stomach for the fight in, in, in the middle. I, I really don't. He, he's the sort of player. He's one of them kids that he played in the school team with, where somebody ran into blast it and he turned his back, and, and it's like a Premier League level. I mean, you wouldn't even do that. At, School level. I just think he's great at what he does when he does it well. Don't get me wrong. Like when you see him like putting the balls in and, and cutting inside, and that when he's playing well, it's lovely to watch. But I don't think he had the the heart for for want of a better word to, to really fight for the ball in that area and then put the pass in. I, I, I think that was found out the last couple of times he's played there. For me, anyways. Jordan Pickford. Then we'll we'll give a special mention. It's not often that something can come in, a goalkeeper can come in, make their Premier League debut, concede four goals and perhaps get man of the match. Yeah, but he, w- he was certainly for me. Yeah, I mean it could have been worse if it wasn't for Jordan Pickford. I think first, firstly, but tonight he's just overall performance. He's he's a re- he seems really mature considering he's twenty one. Mm. His distribution's just unbelievable. I think that's why Danny Graham's in the team when yeah. Pickford's in the team because he played at Arsenal as well. I think to need Danny Graham. That's an interesting angle because we were wondering why the hell Danny Graham was well, in I, the I, team. I, I, I think that's it. I think and it's I don't agree the, he can the, control the, distrib- the, the distribution out of. Uh, to Graham, I think that was the the plan. And I think mm. I think if Manoni's in goal on Saturday, I don't think he will be. But if he is, then I think he'll have Barini back on the left. Ah, that's interesting, you know. Mm. Um, I'm just I didn't pondering think, over that now. I've never thought of it. Like I didn't that. think Barini did too much wrong against Swansea. I no, thought he no, worked hard. No. He was, we were wondering, right we wondering if he took a knock because he didn't even come on a, as well, a sub either. Yeah, I, I honestly, I mean, originally I thought, oh, what's going on here with, with Graham in? And then, mm. like Richard says, I thought, right. It's because of his accuracy where he's kicking. It's because of his distribution. But it's not something we saw. Then, if that was a case, then we tried it. Yeah. We tried it. We tried <laughs> it several times. I don't think. I don't think it worked from Danny's end rather mm. than from but from Jordan's end. But, but they're but, trying to get rid but, of offload Danny Gray yeah. anyway. On this, so it's certainly not a long term plan. So I mean, we're, yeah, because it was actually funny. We were talking about the Swansea game again, and uh, I think it was me and Craig were speaking and seeing how uh, Fabianski perhaps didn't get praised enough for his assist. Um, Hayu ironically scored mm. against us yeah, when he, yeah. he pinged and he caught him out and that's the kind of ball and we were joking saying perhaps that's why they're going to sign Ayu because yeah. they think Pickford can recreate yeah. that exact move and that exact <laughs> goal but perhaps there's, there's actually more well, in that I than mean, we think you, you wouldn't say I, don't, I mean the biggest with, without having pace in the team or there's enough pace in the team you would think he's got to try and get the ball up top quicker 
and that's certainly one way of doing it. I know, like, I'm not saying I'm not going back to accusing Sam of just having one way of playing football. I'm not saying that, but uh, if it works and it gets us out of bother and it gets us ahead in games, then I'm not averse to to doing that. Like, if it, if it pays off, but just on the young lad, the one thing for me made some great saves. But the one thing for me was the way he let the defenders know mm. when they weren't doing their job and. That's not easy for for no. a young kid to come in. And we, we've, he's got yeah. these blokes in front of him. We're international footballers. Like he's probably grew up watching the likes of Wes Brown and John O'Shea at Man United. Probably grew up watching, and he's turning around and telling them they're not doing their job properly. Now that that for me is massive because mm. you you don't see enough of that with the two. No, you don't. Keepers, I was going to say you've got a young kid that, that has in been a main criticism. Doing what he should be doing. I was going to say you've got to give him every credit. Absolutely, for that. that's been a main criticism, which is fair. That isn't it. The, the, Pantillamon yeah. and, and Manoni certainly have been criticised for that, for not showing enough leadership, not speaking to the defenders enough, not being commanding enough verbally anyway. Yeah, without a doubt, yeah. And, and Pantillamon's uh, distribution's poor as well, isn't it? Going oh, back God, to, yes. Going back to that <laughs> point. But yeah, certainly, um, you know, when John Shea's not on the team, then you need somebody organised, don't you? And Pickford mm. looks like he, yeah, he has that about him, and it's just good to see him. Because he had such a big build-up and done so well at Preston. Well, that's made a big difference, hasn't it? Because we, yeah. we saw him pre-season when he was, we was playing, and we, and we heard then that Advocat was thinking about um, putting him in the first-team squad. But he looked, I think we were at Darlington, and he, he looked a little bit nervous and a little mm. bit shaky. Now, that is only one game, yeah. but I think that half a year in the championship has, yeah. has, has done him the world of good. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he certainly seems to have grown. Is maybe he, I mean I think they always thought he had the talent as a keeper, but he seems to have grown in confidence enough to command his area, to command his back four, and that certainly showed at the weekend. It sounds daft to see it. If if you look at the result in isolation, the final result, then it sounds daft to see it. But I think anybody that watched the game can do nothing but give the give the young lad a load of praise, and I think he thoroughly deserves it. And he's come back and he said openly only that he doesn't want to go out on loan again. That he wants to be at the club and he clearly wants to be the number mm. one for years to come. So good, the fans good do as well. They're like yeah. the local lad going in, but it, 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 cliche, cliche, cliche alert, almost like a, mm. a new sign. If isn't he's it? good enough, it, 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 look, football's a joke to these lads, and I'm not saying that he's any different, but it's got to mean a little bit more. If you come from there, it's got to, and if he's good enough, then yeah, why not? Why not throw him in if he's good enough? If if he's not good enough, then all right, go with somebody from somewhere else. But if you've got a young lad who's doing as well as he seems to be doing, and he's from the local area, if he's good enough, he's old enough, and give the kid a chance. I'm not saying throw him in every game because of the way we're playing. You know, it might be a bit harsh if he's on the on the receiving end of a good hiding every week. But from what I've seen in the two mm. brief games I've seen this season, I certainly wouldn't have any worries if they said, oh. We've got a couple of injuries and Pickford starting the day. I don't think I'd have any major concerns at all. Mm. Makes the players and the fans feel confident as well because you do feel that this season, don't you, that the the sort of siege mentality and the must-win game mentality is creeping in earlier and earlier every yeah, yeah. season, isn't yeah. it? Because I think, well, I was going to say against Newcastle, Allardyce's second game, but we get that every season, don't we, with every manager. Mm. Um, but certainly the Stoke one was one we thought we had to rock it, we had to win that. Mm. Crystal Palace as well was when we. It's whenever the gaps open up. To be fair to the players this year, they have responded, it and we need, we need to keep that on for next yeah, week because it's I think what, I think biggest, biggest game since the last biggest game. Yeah, but I think <laughs> what's made it a little bit more difficult is the fact that other teams have been because it's been such a topsy turvy mm. league in terms of results. Other teams have been picking up results where you didn't think 
Mm-hmm. They were going to. I mean, all credit to Bournemouth, but did anybody see them getting a result against Chelsea before? Even as bad as Chelsea were doing, and Manchester United, yeah, Man United, United yeah. you know what I mean? Anybody see Leicester doing as well as he did, they've mm. done this season? It's a, it's a very strange league this season. Mm. Unfortunately for us, it has. We <laughs> haven't actually changed. We no. we still the same. <laughs> we're keeping everything the same. Yeah. Everybody else has changed I, from what they exactly. normally do. We, we do I the same. I think, I, say, same I, think I said as the year was ending, it's, it's it's in the most unpredictable Premier League in years. There's nothing more predictable than the bottom three at the end of the year being Villa, Sunderland, and Newcastle. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, of course, Newcastle look like they're going to try and buy the way out of it. Um, Swansea, thankfully, look like they're in free fall. I know yeah. Villa got a a point. The weekend, but they've been picking up draws all season. It's the fact they can't get over the line and win yeah. that's a problem for them. As you say, because the way it's going, it's hard to focus on one team, isn't yeah. it? And try and get them in your sights. So I guess Bournemouth being six points ahead of us, we just. I know Sam says we don't want to lose these games, but we can't. We we, we need to win this one, really. And having, having travelled all the way down there to watch us against Bournemouth, we owe them one. Yeah. Yeah, it is nice yeah. when you pay back. Perform for yeah. performances. Isn't Game it? over after five minutes or so. Yeah, wasn't it it was, there, so. yeah. I couldn't couldn't even console myself <laughs> with drink. It was that bad when I was down there. Where how do we feel then? Just to wrap it up uh, in terms of positivity, or optimism, or pessimism for going forward. As you say, these must-win games appear to be coming. Appear to be got Gary's knocking the microphone over. <laughs> these must-win games appear to be coming earlier and earlier every season. Do you think we're leaving ourselves too much to do or are we confident still? I don't know, I'm standing over here like Lee Catamore with my hands up so I didn't touch it, ref. We're, we're about to wrap no. up so I'll just hold it for um, no, so, um, I'm positive, mate. I, 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 not often, but I think there's plus points there and I think we've got to write the Spurs one off and as long as we get a, get a good result this weekend and onwards and upwards, hopefully. Fingers crossed, toes crossed, everything crossed. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree I'm cautiously optimistic, I think. Cautious, um, optimistic. cautious, optimistic. I yeah. like it. That's a good place to go. We need Gareth for his pessimism, don't we? I know it's he's, he's due, but he'll be back soon enough. I think. I think anyway. <laughs> okay, cautiously optimistic. Good place to go out on. Thanks for listening. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.